Welcome to Bedtime Fairy Fails. I'm Kim. This episode was made possible in part by the live play D&D podcast, All D20. We'll tell you a little more about them after the show. story comes from Madeline in Chattanooga, Tennessee. This is a story about misunderstandings and straight-up forcefulness. This is... Here, have a poison. Once upon a time, there was a human monk named Ven who had gone out into the woods to meditate. She walked a good way out and eventually came across a berry bush. The berries were a beautiful shade of deep red and looked ripe, juicy, and delicious. Now, clearly Vin had never been a Girl Scout because she ignored the first rule of the wilderness and started eating the mystery berries. And I mean, by the handful. She was really going to town on these things. Eventually, her hero partner, a half-elf rogue named Kai, notices that Vin had been gone longer than usual for her meditation, so he heads out to find her. He treks through the woods for a while before finally stumbling across Vin. She was sitting on the ground next to the bush, fingers stained red from berry juice, just munching away. Ka, you have to try these berries. They're amazing, she says. What are they? asks Kai. Delicious, that's what. Vin replies. I don't know what kind they are. I found them when I was looking for a place to meditate. And you just ate them? You don't know what they are, but you're eating them. Really. Says an exasperated Kai. Oh, don't be such a worrywart. Just try them. Absolutely not. Come on, they're amazing. I said no. I'm not eating possibly poisonous berries that you randomly found out in the woods. Then, not willing to take no for an answer, stands up, marches over to the rogue, and shoves a berry in his mouth. She then proceeded to hold her hand over it so that he had no choice but to swallow. Really, Vin? Says Kai angrily. Aren't they good? You're welcome, replies a pleased Vin. Kai rolls his eyes and says, Whatever. Let's just get back to town before the poison kicks in. They're not poison, insisted Vin. And just so you know, Kai was right. They were totally poison. The two heroes make it all the way back to the edge of town before the symptoms begin. Vin starts to feel sick to her stomach and is soon stopping to vomit every few feet. See? exclaims Kai. This is exactly what I was talking about. You poisoned the both of us. No, no, no. It's probably just a stomach bug. Yeah, a stomach bug that ironically hits less than an hour after you chowed down on some mystery berries. Right. I'm sure it won't be too long until I'm also... Uh-oh. <laughs> While Kai is vomiting, 
he notices Vin collapse out of the corner of his eye. He rushes over to check on her, only to find her completely paralyzed. It had to be the berries. After all, she did eat 30 to his one. This was not good. They needed help. Kai manages to flag down one of the townspeople and says, Help! Get the healer! We ate poison berries! With that, the townsman takes off to find the local apothecary. He eventually returns to the very sick rogue and paralyzed monk with an old, disgruntled-looking woman in tow. She looks the two up and down before saying, Yep, that's poison berries, all right. She then pulls a small vial out of her bag and just straight up shoves the antidote down their throats. It was pretty violent. Despite her terrible bedside manner, the old lady's concoction actually works. It isn't long until the two heroes are feeling good enough to talk again. The apothecary says, You two should know better. Eating those berries when you didn't even know what they were. You're lucky I had the antidote. Kai, feeling defensive, and for good reason, says, She shoved it in my mouth. Then, who was still feeling a little violated over the antidote being shoved down her throat, mistakenly believes that Kai is talking to her about the apothecary and yells out an agreement. Oh no! Apparently completely forgetting that she had done the exact same thing to Kai with the poison berry in the first place. And that, kids, is why we don't eat things that we find in the woods. The end. This story was sent in by Greg Twitson Reynolds. We could use so many old sayings to describe this story, like patience is a virtue, or curiosity killed the cat. But the one that fits best is that old saying we all know and live by. Don't yell at the fighters who are carrying a heavy chest through goo. So pull up a chair and get comfortable for... Hurry up already! Once upon a time, a group of heroes were trekking through a dark and perilous dungeon. Now, as with many stories, Greg couldn't remember all the hero details. So, we took the liberty of filling in the ones he forgot. First, we have a human fighter named Leroy, a half-orc fighter named Belrose, a half-elf cleric named Merith, and a very prissy elf thief named Chickadee. Now, the party had been working their way through the dungeon for some time, and eventually, they come to a room that is completely carpeted in gore. The floor is covered in at least two inches of blood, guts, and pieces of flesh. It's truly disgusting. However, on the far side of the room, across the ocean of gross carnage, is a very fancy chest. The kind of chest that is sure to have lots of gold and treasure inside. Obviously, they need to get this chest. But that's where the first problem arises. I am not going in there. It's gross, says Chickadee. Me either. 
agrees Merith the cleric. Leroy, you and Belrose go get it and bring it back out here. We'll wait here where there's no blood. Instructs Chickadee. The two fighters roll their eyes and Leroy says, Really? You girls afraid of getting your clothes dirty? No, says Chickadee. We just prefer not to. Besides, says Merith, you guys are the strong ones anyway. Chickadee and I would just be in the way. The guys sigh and agree to wade through the muck to get the chest. They leave the girls and wade carefully through the slippery guts to the other side of the room. When they reach the chest, not only is it locked, but it's unbelievably heavy. So each fighter grabs one side of the chest and they start slowly and clumsily making their way back to the door. Now, I'm not sure if you've ever carried a very heavy chest across a slippery floor, but it's no easy feat. They take a few steps and... Leroy falls. He gets back on his feet and they start again. Another few feet and Belrose loses his grip. He drops his end of the chest with a thud. They continue their journey across the room, slipping, sliding, and dropping as they go. Seriously, guys? Says an annoyed chickadee. Can't you go any faster? This is taking forever. Just get the stupid chest out. Belrose snaps back at her. If you're not going to come help, then shut up, chickadee. Unfortunately, all the slipping and dropping is making a lot of noise. When they get about halfway across the room, the girls suddenly find themselves surrounded by a group of sturges. Now, sturges are small beasts that are kind of a mix between a mosquito and a bat. They're usually about a foot long, a rusty red color with furry bodies, bat-like wings, and a long proboscis on their face that they use to suck blood from creatures. Now, the very astute of you will recall that the party's meat shields are in the middle of the room, trying desperately to get the massive chest out. So that leaves Chickadee, the thief, and Merith, the cleric, to fight off these creatures alone. The battle is brutal. Merith is forced to focus on healing, leaving all the damage dealing to Chickadee alone. Sturges swarm the girls, sucking their blood and darting all around. Chickadee shoots and stabs like the wind, with Merith working hard to keep both of them alive. Slowly but surely, the Sturges start to fall. The girls win the battle, but now Merith is all out of healing spells, and Chickadee is barely alive. And I do mean barely. She turns back to the guys who are still struggling across the slippery floor with their massive treasure chest and yells, Hurry! Oh my god, how are you not here yet? Do you want more monsters to show up? Are you trying to get us killed? Move your asses! Leroy yells back at her, We're doing the best we can! Can you just chill out for once? No, I'm not going to chill out. We're out here getting killed while you guys go off over there. As Chickadee goes off on her rant, the guys reach the final 10 feet of their journey across the room. They go to give one last push to get to the door and both go to lift the chest a little higher. As they do, however, both fighters lose their footing in the gore. 
In perfect sync, the two fighters fall. And since they were both hoisting the chest for a better grip, when they fall, they end up throwing the chest with all their might right at the door, which at first seems like a win, until they realize it's headed straight at Chickadee, who is still standing at the door yelling at them. The chest flies through the air, and the heroes watch in horror as it slams right into Chickadee's head. Come on, be men. Come on. Seriously, why are you guys taking so long? I can't believe you're so freaking slow. She falls to the ground limp. Merith rushes to check on her. She's dead. Merith cries. Balros looks at Leroy and says, Well, that's one way to shut her up. The end. Thanks for listening. If you like D&D podcasts, which clearly you do, be sure to check out one of our favorites, All D20. You can find them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. To submit a fail, email me at bedtimefairyfails at gmail.com or message me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Bedtime Fairy Fails and Twitter as BT Fairy Fails. <laughs>